0: Dr. Joe Mott earned his Ph.D. at LSU and was a distinguished math professor at Florida State University for 38 years, helping to write three math textbooks and authoring over 30 research articles in math. He is now the host of this radio program, Defending and Commending the Faith. Here is Joe Mott.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program. I am continuing today to address what can be from the 2022 George Barna survey. In previous episodes of the program, I addressed the first thing, namely the church is losing 80% of the youth in the church from the ages of 18 to 29. Now I focus on the second thing, that only 2% of parents of teens in the church operate by a biblical worldview. C.S. Lewis, an author of more than 30 books and one of the most influential writers of his day, who was a literary scholar, a Christian theologian, and a Christian apologist, having held academic positions at both Oxford and Cambridge universities. His reputation was that he was one of the intellectual giants of the twentieth century, his book *Mere Christianity* had an important impact on me. Regarding the actions of Christ followers, Lewis said this: "Quotes. It means, of course, trying to do all that Jesus says. There would be no sense in saying you trusted a person if you would not take his advice." Thus, if you have really handed yourself over to him, it must follow that you are trying to obey him, but trying in a new way, a less worried way, not doing these in order to be saved, but because he has begun to save you already, not hoping to get into heaven as a reward for your actions, but inevitably wanting to act in a certain way because a first gleam of heaven is already inside you. End quote. Many reasons are possible why people fail to live by a consistently biblical worldview. From my perspective, the person may not really be a Christ follower in the first place. So if that is the case, it is not surprising that he does not have a biblical worldview. I accept this proverb, don't measure a person by what they say, but rather measure them by their actions. It seems likely to me that if someone does not have a biblical worldview, then that person is really saying in a circuitous way, quote, by what I profess, you might think that I am a Christian, but by my actions, I don't possess the Holy Spirit that makes me a Christian, A.W. Tozer, pastor of Southside Alliance Church in Chicago from 1928 to 1959, said this, quotes, Plain horse sense ought to tell us that anything that makes no change in the man who professes it makes no difference to God either. And it is an easily observable fact that for countless numbers of persons, the change from no faith to faith makes no difference in life. End quotes. That being the case, True repentance and faith has to happen in advance. For the unsaved, evangelization and true commitment to the Lord is the key. Now some comments about an article from the website gotquestions.org called, Why Do So Many Christians Not Have a Biblical Worldview? First, they may be Christian but lack biblical knowledge. If someone does not know what the Bible says about, say, the sanctity of human life, sexuality, marriage, loving others, the fruit of the Spirit, etc., then they cannot be truly obedient to God if, for example, you are unaware that we are to speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. Proverbs 31, verse 8 or that of the seven things that God hates, includes hands that shed innocent blood, Proverbs 6, verses 16 through 19, it will be difficult for you to form a biblical worldview on the subject of abortion. For the uninformed, education is the key. Second, Those who don't live by a biblical worldview may believe they know what the Bible says on a certain issue, but reject it anyway. In times past, the Barna Group conducted a survey to determine whether people truly believed what the Bible said. The results were startling. Only 4% did. Professed Christians did not fare much better. If a professed Christian does not believe what the Bible says, it will be impossible to have an authentic biblical worldview. For those who hold this view, true repentance of sin is the key. Third, it could be that those who do not operate by biblical worldview are more concerned with what the world thinks of them rather than what God thinks. Fear of man will prove to be a snare, according to Proverbs 29, verse 25. The method of operation of of going along with the crowd is like the blind leading the blind. Why do we think the crowd knows what is best? Blind leaps of faith can be, and often are, Nothing more than intellectual suicide jumps. If, for example, you were to approach an elevator in the dark of a burning building, then you can't wait around to see where the crowd is going. You, you have to decide right now whether to use the elevator, the stairs, or a window. If you decide on the elevator, you had better check whether the elevator is really there. Otherwise, you will be stepping into an elevator shaft, and that will not have a happy ending. In most situations, the crowd is not searching for what benefits the individual. But you have to decide what is best for you and your loved ones. Truth is always the key. Fourth, these people could be influenced by the lies of the world and the deception from the enemy of our souls. From the time of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, Satan has used his ability to deceive and confuse. But you can overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony and your total commitment to the Lord, according to Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. How can you keep your mind under God's control and avoid the devil's deception? It starts with receiving the gospel of Jesus Christ. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge dwell in Christ, according to Colossians 2, verse 9. And when you receive him, God replaces your spirit of fear with power, love, and a sound mind, according to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Next, you need to fill your mind with God's word. Every temptation comes to you through your own thoughts. The book of James declares... Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil. And God himself does not tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Let me repeat that. Each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. God is never the source of temptation. The devil is the source for that. Like Flip Wilson, who used to say, the devil made me do it. But Flip Wilson is not totally correct. We were involved. We participated by supplying the lust. James continues, Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and when sin is fully mature, full grown, it brings forth death. That can be found in James chapter 1, verses 13 through 15. Therefore, we must evaluate everything we read, see, study, and hear. We cannot determine that a line is crooked unless we know what a straight line looks like. In the same way, We cannot know what is wrong unless we know what is right. That is where the Word of God comes in to show us what is right. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 17, the Apostle Paul lists 17 things we must do in order to build the character provided that we are a child of God. Let me list just five of these. We are to put on love, forgiving one another. Let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Paul tells us to receive the love of the truth according to Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 10. The author of Hebrews says, paying a careful attention to what we have heard regarding salvation. Jesus warned us, see to it that no one misleads you. Jesus is saying that the responsibility is on us. The psalmist encourages us to meditate on scripture day and night. How many of us meditate on it weekly? You should know that the Christian is in a battle with the world, the flesh, and the devil. That is why we need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. The Apostle Paul says, The deeds of the flesh are evident. Immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, Factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That is found in Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. In 1 Corinthians 6, verses 8 through 11, Paul makes additional comments about inheriting the kingdom of God. He says, You yourselves wrong and defraud. You do this even to your brothers. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate by perversion, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. In Galatians Chapter 5, verse 22, Paul lists nine characteristics of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. He lists love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If you have had an experience and you don't know whether God or Satan was the source of that experience, And if the experience doesn't have these characteristics, then it is not from God. For those who are compromising about what Scripture says, courage is the key. Fifth, it may be that these people are lukewarm in their commitment to Christ. Like the church of Laodicea, they are neither cold nor hot, unwilling to take a stand for Christ. For the lukewarm, commitment is the key. Sixth, those people not living by a biblical worldview are swayed by their circumstances and doubt God's promises. The truth is, the provision is in the promises. According to 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 2-4. through For the doubting, faith is the key. To have a consistent biblical worldview, we must go back to the Bible and take hold of the promises God has given to us. Realize the world, the flesh, and the devil offers us nothing. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world? and is himself destroyed and lost. I encourage you to make the choice to think biblically about everything.
0: Thank you for listening to Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, a production of Wave 94 Radio in Tallahassee, Florida.